Welcome to the Modern Mommy Dog Podcast. I'm Dr. Whitney Caceres. I'm a full-time pediatrician and a full-time modern mom. I speak and write about equipping mamas to raise resilient, healthy children and to invest in their own social-emotional health along the way. Each week, we'll give you the practical tools you need to win at parenting without losing yourself. Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Whitney. And today we're going to be talking about the current formula shortage. And we're going to be talking about what that means for working moms. And we're going to talk about the larger picture of what a formula shortage indicates about workplaces in America. So first, let me give you some statistics about breastfeeding and formula feeding Per the Centers for Disease Control, or the CDC, when babies are born, so at birth, about 84% of American kiddos, American babies, are breastfed. And by about three months, that goes down to 50%. And then at six months, that goes down to about 25% of babies. And in... America, we actually have lower levels of breastfeeding than in other countries. So on average, globally, it's about 40% of babies under six months who are exclusively breastfed. And in the U.S., it's about 35%. And so that means that this current formula shortage that we're in, that is affecting a lot of American babies. That's and families and moms, right? It's affecting about two thirds of American babies who are relying on formula for at least part of their nutrition in their very first year of life. And I want to really think about this, not from a place of, so then we should encourage more breastfeeding for American moms. We know that American moms use formula in part or in whole for a number of reasons. We know that paid leave or lack of paid leave policies within workplaces are in part to blame. It's incredibly difficult to breastfeed your baby when you are doing it by pumping at the workplace. We also know that Most Americans understand the value of breastfeeding. And as a pediatrician and faculty of the American Academy of Pediatrics, I wholeheartedly believe in the benefits of breastfeeding. It's clear. But a lot of moms aren't not breastfeeding because that's the choice that they made initially. When I see families in my clinic a whole bunch of moms, I would say the majority of moms that I see who end up not breastfeeding, it's because it has been so traumatic or so difficult for them that they are weighing their mental health or their own physical health against those very real benefits of breastfeeding. And they don't need more guilt and shame around that. They are already feeling guilty and shameful as it is. 
most moms who come to me and make a decision about moving from breastfeeding to full formula feeding at a young age, at least, this is different for the babies who are a little bit older, but in those first initial weeks or months are coming to me with a relatively heavy heart wanting to know what is my opinion? Is their baby going to be okay? And those moms I look in the eye and say, breastfeeding or lack thereof is part of an entire picture of parenting and of your baby's feeding journey. It's not the only thing that defines it. And so your decision to breastfeed or not doesn't define you as a good parent or someone who feeds your baby well. So that's not the answer to this decreased rate of breastfeeding that we have in America compared to other places in the world, right? Really, most of it is about our country's support of women early on, of their ability to heal without being stressed about having to go back into the workplace right away about their ability to spend that time that it takes to really work on breastfeeding, that ability to get the rest that they need if they're able to be at home versus having to go straight back into work, right? When you have to go back to work and start pumping, that is time-consuming. It's cumbersome. It requires that you have a flexible schedule, that you have breaks, that you have privacy. And for low-wage workers, those luxuries are elusive. I'll say this too. I mean, even for a relatively high paid worker for myself, as a pediatrician in a pediatrician's office, I still had to deal with stigma from my colleagues about taking time for quote unquote breaks to be able to pump to breastfeed my child. I had to remind my superiors about what the federal policies are that protect me for breastfeeding. And so if you are in a position at your workplace where either that's not even a conversation you can have very readily with someone else, or you worry that there will be retribution for having that conversation around, these are my needs for breastfeeding. It is way less likely to happen. Mama, it is here and available for download. It's the new Modern Mamas Club app. We are so ready to join you on your personal journey from conflicted to centered. We want to take you on an evidence-based path from feeling conflicted all the time, from feeling pulled in all kinds of directions, from feeling burnt out to feeling really purposeful and aligned. As you move through your working motherhood experience, no matter what is happening around you. So go check it out in the app store. So, and then you have to add on the fact that if you have a higher wage job or if you have a better employment option, you're more likely to have a better leave policy. So to not need potentially all of those same accommodations as a low wage worker. And black people and other minorities, they are more likely to work in low wage jobs and to have lower rates of breastfeeding. So they're even more vulnerable to formula shortages. 
So at three months, it's 73% of white children who receive breast milk, 58% of black children. And then at six months, it's 62% of white children and less than 45% of black children. We're not going to fix the formula shortage overnight. And eventually, I believe and I hope that we will. But the thing that I think the formula shortage brings to light is all of the inequities that exist way higher up in the supply chain, so to speak, right? It's all the inequities that exist for moms when it comes to structural and social support for breastfeeding or for leave or to be able to have a high enough earning job as a woman and not have a wage pay gap. So that then you can be the one who affords to get extra formula to have on hand so that even in a formula shortage, you are not the person who is struggling and waiting outside of a store to be able to make sure that you get your rationed amount. So I want to just open that up to my listeners and I want to hear what your opinion is on this topic. And I also want to hear what you've experienced in the workplace as it relates to parental leave, as it relates to breastfeeding policies, or as it relates to other policies that support women who are trying to make a decent wage and to work and to rise up the corporate ladder, right? This opens up such a Pandora's box about how we need to treat moms better, about how moms need more flexible work hours, how they need more breaks when their children are young, potentially, that they need to potentially have the ability to work more remotely in those first few months to years. That on-site childcare, which is a huge issue right now, is a lack of childcare in our country. That all of those things influence breastfeeding, which influences the rate of moms who are using formula, it's not the only, those aren't the only factors, right? And there are some women, I want to be very clear, who choose to use formula right from the start and families in general to, who choose to use formula right from the start. But I'm talking about the moms who don't have it set up in their workplace so that even if they want to pursue breastfeeding, it's not a viable option for them. That's what this formula shortage brings to light for me. We know exactly what we need to do to support moms. It's to respect them. It's to honor them. It's to treat their very human needs as real and not an inconvenience in the corporate space. It's to have policies and culture and structural systems that understand that when women are in a phase of childbearing and then of breastfeeding or formula feeding and of their maternity leave. And for dads as well, paternity leave. This is a moment in time. And the way that we support these women when they are in, and these parents, when they are in this vulnerable point in time, which is very self-limited, that influences if they will want to stay at a position that will influence their ability to be effective in whatever position they're in. And it also influences their ability over time to excel in their careers and then to be in places of influence or of power and to have a seat at the table 
like we all want them to have so that that way we can have even better representation when big corporate leaders and small business owners are making decisions for the employee pool as a whole. See you next time. mama. If you want more of the modern mommy doc podcast, make sure that you click subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd also be so honored if you shared with your friends and on social media with the hashtag modern mommy doc. If you share about something that inspired you or that you learned from the podcast, we'll be sure to share it on our social media as well. Thanks for listening.